it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the legendary studios of KQOB 96.9, The Eagle in Oklahoma City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never shadow banned anybody on Twitter. Check it out. New documents out last night showing that Twitter was censoring conservative speech at the very moment they were testifying on Capitol Hill that they weren't doing anything of the sort. That's just how white folks will do you. We're going to get into it along with more fallout from the White House decision to trade WNBA player Brittany Griner for a much better shooter. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. 888-788-9910 if you want to join me uh, here in the 405 where we are in good spirits. It's a big Friday. I will be, of course, at the Bricktown Comedy Club tonight. There are still a handful of seats left for the 730 show. You can get them at BricktownComedy.com. But whatever you're doing tonight, we don't care. It's kind of a judgment-free zone. It's a radio-safe space. Uh, And the only rule we have, no matter where we do the show, we're up in New York with all the hobbits and winos and junkies chasing you through Times Square, or down here in Oklahoma City where you can still get a plastic straw. Amen. I haven't seen one of those in two years. Uh, But the rules remain the same. Be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. So uh, we're happy to be here. i got to tell you this right off the tippy top. My man Kevin Waltman, my man Joe Friday, run a first-class operation. Like, we actually have to start doing a better show. Uh, knowing that we're in facilities as nice as the one we're in today. <laughs> this makes us look a lot classier than we are. Chadwick Moore is going to be here. You know him. He's a regular on the Tucker Carlson show. We were on Gutfeld together on um, what were we Tuesday night, and we did a phenomenal show. Wrong. Whatever. I felt good about it. And uh, Danny Boy O'Connor, my main man, founding member of House of Pain, uh, owner and operator of the Outsiders Museum up the road in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is going to be in the house as well. We're going to talk all things greasers, and we'll have a little bit of a State of the Union. You know how Fox Across America works. Wherever you stick us, just people having conversations. Uh, I had a conversation last night when I checked in at the hotel. Dig this. My hotel room didn't have a bed. What the hell did you just say? I'm not even kidding. The guy checked me into a hotel last night, and when you walked into the room, there was an end table and an end table, and then there was a round card table with a group of chairs. Which leads me to believe I was put into some, like, black ops staff room that they never rent out so they can have, like, their Thursday night card game or, you know, have their beers or their hookers or whatever the heck they're doing over there. Uh, but the point is I checked into a room and it didn't have a bed. So I, I went up to the front desk and I was like, hey, you know, uh, I'd like to trade, uh, maybe trade up for a better room or down to a worse one. I don't know anything with a bed, I guess, is what I had in mind. And uh, after a little bit of finagling, I can, in fact, report, uh, we can confirm, Fox News can now confirm, multiple sources authenticating this, that I did, in fact, get a bed in my hotel room last night. Uh, took a little finagling, uh, but I got the bed. I made what I consider to be a pretty good trade, okay? As it pertains to news of the day, uh, was the Brittany Griner merchant of death trade a good one? The answer would be no. Democrats. Democrats. Go in the town. On Joe Biden, as we get on the air today, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez 
is not happy, okay, flat out saying that this encourages more hostage-taking overseas. This does nothing to address the problem that we've exacerbated by making ridiculous swaps where a high-value terrorist gets traded for a, you know, to be clear, an American-hating pothead. Nothing against Brittany Greer. She's an American. you got to be happy that she's home. you got to be happy for her family. But this really takes us back to the days of Bowie Bergdahl. Do you remember when Obama traded Bowie Bergdahl in exchange for what? Bowie Bergdahl was a military deserter, turned his back on the, on the troops, turned his back on the country. We traded him for Taliban fighters, for al-Qaeda terrorists who went back onto the battlefield and attacked us here in America. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. So you really think about it's a bad deal. Just if we were just talking about the deal like it was really sports. Okay, the general manager of the team gets fired for this deal. Okay, we have an American Marine over there by the name of Paul Whelan who has been held for four years. Brittany Griner's been there for a few months. And, yes, she's a WNBA player, but that's not the reason she got out. She got out because of intersectionality, meaning she checks all of the right boxes. She's a black woman. She's a lesbian. That makes her a much bigger target than some old white Marine. He knows what he's talking about. It's a bottom line, okay? It's, we live in the land, you know, land of the free, home of the, we live in the land of the cliques. Home of the Brave. Land of the Clicks. Home of, if it gets clicks, all right, that's our pick. You know, the bottom line is Whelan is being held on some tr- trumped-up charges at best. Okay, Brittany Griner knowingly smuggled weed into the country. Okay, a country that has a very strict policy against doing exactly that, but she brought weed into the country anyway. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And I'm not saying that we're not happy she's back. You got to be happy for her. You got to be happy for a family. But let me under just people need to get this, man. You need to get we're talking sports now. We're not talking politics. You are listening to the show because you are an American. Okay? We're on the same team. You could be a Democrat, you could be a Republican. It's like offense, defense, it doesn't matter. We're still on the same team. We still have all the same opponents on the schedule. And I try to beat that into everybody's skull every day because as the country goes, we go. And we've spent so much time putting party over country. That half of the country right now is just cheering on the deal and says everybody who's opposed to it just doesn't get America, doesn't care about Americans. I'll give you a clip. Joe Scarborough. Here's a jackass, if ever there was one, saying, oh, the Republicans criticizing the swap. Don't understand the goodness of Americans. Really? As we give Russia the most notorious arms dealer on the planet, we give him back at a time of great peril to our nation and our allies around the globe. Is there anything good about that being, you know, from America? Really, no. But here's, listen, I'm not going to speak for the guy. Here it is, clip 14. I say all this to say that Americans are pragmatic. Americans understand for the most part. And these harsh Republicans that keep using these same stupid tactics, what am I going to say? They keep losing. This doesn't work politically. Americans don't want leaders who hate. They don't want leaders who divide. And Republicans under Donald Trump using this strategy, they just keep losing, Jonathan. And they're going to keep losing. And if they can't celebrate an American coming home and being freed from a Russian penal colony, they will never understand the goodness of Americans. 
That was absolutely dreadful. There's nobody out there saying send her back. Sure, we would have loved it, as Molly Hemingway said yesterday, if we could have gotten Russia to take, oh, I don't know, maybe Meghan Markle too. <laughs> I know that's the only thing we miss about Trump, is Trump probably would have gotten Russia to take Meghan Markle as part of the deal. But the truth is, there's nobody. He's misrepresenting the Republican point. Because in this moment, again, the politics more important than the collective goodwill of the people. We traded a WNBA player, okay, a league nobody watches. It has never turned a profit once. And I'm not disparaging it, but I'm just trying to explain her contribution to our society. She plays in a league completely subsidized by the more popular NBA, and she has a history of trashing this country, not standing for the national anthem. We made this trade, woman who bashes the country, and left behind a Marine who fights for the country, a guy who risked his life on behalf of this country for your freedoms and my freedoms. He's stuck in a Russian prison. Okay, it's a little more nuanced than we're not happy enough to see Brittany Griner come back to Houston and smoke some more weed. That's not the point. The point is we made a bad deal. We sent a message to people around the world that, oh, by the way, if you kidnap the right American, you're going to get your worst criminals back. To be clear, this guy is the worst. Here is, C- here is 60 Minutes. Okay, we do a thing on the show. We, it's called Permanent Audio. I'll go back and I'll find you historic uh, accountings of what we're discussing, precedents. Back in 2010, when this guy was finally brought up on charges for specifically trying to kill Americans. He was considered the most notorious arms dealer on earth. When this guy was nabbed by the feds in 2010, this, this 60 Minutes clip I'm about to play you outlines exactly who he was and what he was doing and why he was gotten. This is who we traded an American-hating pothead for, okay? This is the message the rest of the world hears. They go, hey, you, can't, you kidnapped the right intersectional celebrity, we got a le- we got a black female uh, lesbian American hating pothead. That's high value in America right now. Okay, you get one of those kidnapped. Okay, that's the bottom line. This leads to potentially more kidnappings. And oh, by the way, it really complicates the war situation in Ukraine because Putin's bench just got a lot deeper. So you're going to be sending more Venmos over to Zelensky because we traded the man you're about to hear about in this clip for a woman who didn't even want to be in the country. Here it is, clip nine. Victor Boot. Uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Now 43, boot from the Soviet Republic of Tajikistan, is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and intelligence service. The U.S. has indicted him on four terror-related charges, including conspiracy to kill Americans. Think about that. Conspiracy to kill Americans. Biden is such a disaster. That's who we traded. 
A woman who says, ah, screw the place. I hate the police. They're all a bunch of racists. I mean, please protect my WNBA game. But I hate the I hate the country. Systemically biased. I'm not standing for your anthem. But we free her over a Marine because she checks all the right boxes of woke intersectionality. Everything woke turns to But it sends a message to the rest of the world. Hey, the most notorious arms dealer on earth. He turned people into mindless killing machines. Dispatched them to kill federal agents. Okay, give Bob Menendez credit for this. Okay, Democratic chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee in the Senate. Said this should be a deep a moment of deep reflection for the United States government to recognize we have a serious problem with hostage taking of Americans. We cannot ignore that releasing boot back into the world is a deeply disturbing decision. Okay, and understand there is a very strong message sent not only to the world in this moment, but to the guys who put on the uniform and fight to protect this country. And the message is... Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America Last. Introducing the Biden on the shelf. The holiday spy that never gets kids in trouble. Oh no, I broke mommy's favorite vase. I I don't remember that ever happening. Other elves report back to Santa, but the Biden on the shelf doesn't know who's in charge. I keep forgetting I'm president. Kids always get ratted out for breaking COVID rules. But with the Biden on the shelf, you can forget about it. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives... It's just, it's just, when you think about it. The Biden on the shelf, beating the competition by a nose. Stop sniffing my sister's hair. Come on, man. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It is Fox across Oklahoma City. We are hanging out 
down here at the legendary studios of Freedom 96.9 in the 405. Got a busy day coming up today. Danny Boy O'Connor, my main man from the legendary rap trio House of Pain, is going to be in the house. Chadwick Moore is going to be here as well. But batting leadoff in Enterprise, Alabama, Jr. is on the show. Yo, Jr. Jimmy, good to talk to you, bud. First time caller here. How you doing? Oh, that's a big deal. Well, if you're, you should, I just got to warn you then. Don't use any big words. No, we we don't know how to down here in Alabama. <laughs> we're you know, backwoods down here, according to everybody from up north where y'all are at. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> when, when are you going to come our way, man? When are you going to give us the opportunity to see you? Come on, Northern Florida or something? Yo, uh, we're we're heading your way. Like I'm not even kidding. We're trying to figure out. I think in Birmingham. In yes. late spring. Is, is that too far for you? Is that close for you? Nope. No, oh, three hours. That'll All work. right. JR, we're going to do the damn thing. Well, you, first you need me That'll to get work. out of Oklahoma City alive because these people yeah. are nuts. If I can... uh, I've heard Oklahoma City and the Ozarks. I'm about to put them up. I mean, that's it. Plain and <laughs> we'll, we'll show you how Alabama handles it. <laughs> Listen, man, I might, I might be safer in a Russian prison right now with the U.S. Marine. <laughs> Absolutely. And and right now, I, you know, I'm, I'm a vet, um, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq yeah. vet, Army. Um, I, I, I have taken such an offense to this administration, but the most, I'm sorry, the most offense I've taken is what he did yesterday. It's such a middle finger, man. Is it not? It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting to anybody who has ever served in the armed forces of these United States. Uh, listen, man, I, I really sorry. feel for you, brother. No, I, I completely understand it, and I can't imagine how many JRs are out there uh, who feel exactly, you know, the exact same way, man. I mean, these are guys, guys like yourself who literally fight for our freedoms, get left behind in favor of a woman who didn't even appreciate the freedoms that you're fighting Correct. for. And didn't... and I have one thing to say: this woman better stand for every national anthem that she ever hears from our country again and she better bow her head whenever she sees a veteran funeral going by i swear i mean really though because it it is it's it's infuriating and you're right and and hopefully it did give her some perspective but it'll it'll never happen though and that's what's broken our hearts is we know that she will never act the way that she needs to well, let me and ask you this. Let, let me ask you this, because there's an NBC had a report out earlier today that the administration mm-hmm. was legitimately given a choice, one or the other. Uh, they couldn't have both. They could have Brittany Griner or they could have Paul Whelan. OK, they were given a choice, according to the NBC report, which has since been deleted, uh, that mm-hmm. the White House chose her. Do you believe, do Marines like yourself, do guys who fought in the Army, do people out there believe Okay, that she was chosen uh, over the Marine because of the social justice point she brings to the table. Is that the belief? One hundred percent. If you look at everything this administration has done since day one of him taking office, one hundred percent has been for the far left, for the celebrities, for the the football players, the basketball players, the sports individuals, the multi-billionaires, not the little guys like us who've been forgotten. Jimmy, I can't even get into a VA. You know why? Because I was honorably discharged, but I'm not disabled. I have not got any battlefield issues, anything like that. For me, getting into the VA would take almost a year and a half. We have been left behind. Every single veteran out there has been left behind by this administration. And 100 percent, he is doing it for the people who he is teasing. That's 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 all it is. The people that are running the show in Washington. Yes. Politicians aren't politicians anymore. Every single one of them. It doesn't matter who they are. I don't care if you got a politician uh-huh. by your name, you're a dog. 
Yeah, no. you're, you're in it for yourself. They just because really are. Well, well listen. 100%. The, the, well, yep. listen, we're going to hang out in Alabama, and we're not going to wind up in a Russian prison, but we might wind up in prison because it's going to get rowdy, brother. Thank you for your service and for adding some color to the discussion. We're back after this. More of your calls, tweets, texts, and carrier pigeons. Introducing Woke Christmas Classics, the holiday series designed to make sure you don't get coal in your stocking from the outrage mob. What I want for Christmas is a Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock and a single tails top. Cut, cut, cut. Whoa, whoa, we can't give anybody a BB gun for Christmas. We'll get canceled in a second. All of your favorites have been remade along woke lines so there can be peace on Earth with Frosty the Snow Person. Birthday. And the all-new It's a Wonderful Life. So check your white privilege. You see, George, you really had a wonderful life. Woke Christmas Classics, selling out fast around the country. Oh. It is Fox Across the OKC. We are down here at the legendary studios of Freedom 96.9. I will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club tonight at 730 handful of tickets still left at BricktownComedy.com. It is a fabulous town. Uh, what is not fabulous, the reporting over at NBC. Let me tell you, man, real dirtbag stuff, real dirtbag stuff happening over at NBC in the last hour. The media is a bunch of losers. Here it is, kids. Here it is. NBC, okay, reports this only to delete it in the past hour. Are you ready? A senior U.S. official told NBC News that the U.S. government had sought to have both Griner and Whelan released as part of a swap with the Kremlin, which wanted the return of Victor Boot, a Russian arms dealer who was served 11 years of a 25-year sentence in the U.S. But the official said Russia has treated Whelan differently because he is an accused spy and that the Kremlin gave the White House the choice of either Griner or Whelan. Meaning what? They chose her over the Marine. Bingo. Think about that. I mean, really think about that. Okay, Joe Biden was presented with the choice of do we bring home the Marine who risked his life for your freedoms? Or do we bring home the pot-smoking lesbian who bashed the country and wouldn't stand for the national anthem? And who did Joe Biden choose? He chose the America hater. Yo, Joe Biden, seriously. Garbage like you just makes me sick. But let's take it a step further here, because NBC later edited the report without explanation. You know, usually when a news outlet makes a change, they say, well, you know, due to some corrections or updating source material or new data that has emerged. But in this instance, they just quietly edited the sentence. Why is this significant? This is the exact type of government collusion we're finding out about that took place between the Democratic Party and Twitter in the run-up to the 2020 election. Hey, we don't like that. It makes us look bad. Could you just change the story? But do you understand the casualty here is the truth in the short term, but in the long term, the casualty is America. Everyone should be happy Brittany Griner is home, but nobody should be happy who she was traded for. I'll play the clip again. I played this clip earlier. This is 60 minutes, just so you understand, from the year 2010. From the year Victor Boot 
was finally gotten by our feds on conspiracy charges for trying to kill Americans. That's who this guy is. This is how he was described. Again, this is who we traded Brittany Griner for. We understand. I'm not I'm not even mad at Brittany Griner. I get it. I, your politics are your politics. I don't like that you didn't stand for the anthem. I think it's disgusting. I think it's despicable, especially if you're somebody like Brittany Griner, who has been afforded a modicum of fame and relevance for playing a child's game. That's how good America is. You can play a child's game, hate the place, and still make money and travel the world and smoke your weed. Okay? You're doing okay if you live here. All of the people who tell you you're oppressed in America are the ones getting the most bang for their American buck. It's like when, you know, Meghan Markle, oh, it's so hard here. You don't understand. You know, they tried out Michelle Obama. Being a black woman in America is not easy. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Which one of the mansions were you speaking? Was it the private jet or was it the, okay, the government jet? Okay, I get it. Okay, these, these are symbols of achievement, to be clear. They've at least accomplished something. They've made money. They're doing okay. But they're still bashing the very country, the very country that provided them with that opportunity. Here is the CBS 60 Minutes description of Victor Boot from the year 2010. This is clip nine. Victor Boot, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into... uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Now 43, Boot from the Soviet Republic of Tajikistan is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and Intelligence Service. The U.S. has indicted him on four terror-related charges, including conspiracy to kill Americans. Yo, did you hear that? Conspiracy to kill Americans. Americans. That can't be good. Well, no, it wasn't good. That's why he was thrown in. Okay, he had a 25-year sentence. He had served 11 of it at the time of his release. Okay, here's a clip from Nancy Pelosi. I want you to follow the math here, because in trying to spin this as a Democratic success and as a good trade for America, Nancy Pelosi claims with a straight face that he has served the majority of his time. What's the big deal? Clip seven. Well, he has served most of his term, is my understanding, majority of his term. Uh, I agree with their characterization of who he is as a bad guy. But the fact is, we wanted Brittany Griner, Griner freed, and that's, what it, that's the leverage that we had uh, to do just that. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Do you hear the sale there? Well, you know, he's guy has gone out and he's served most of his time. <laughs> No, he hasn't. He hasn't even served half of it. To be clear, I know that, and I went to community college. I didn't even apply myself. He served half of his time, number one. But this idea that we should spin this off as, well, you know, he he served his debt to society. It's a society he wants to blow up! Like, really? I mean, what are we talking about here? We wanted to get Brittany Griner back. This is the leverage we had. Hey, we're going to give you the guy that wants to blow up our country in exchange for the girl who... Kind of wants to blow up our country, not on a military standpoint, let's be clear. 
She just doesn't like the fundamentals of our freedoms. Okay? She's living in that deluded mindset that America in 2022 is America in 1822. Here's the newsflash, really quick, if you listen to the show for the first time. Okay, if you listen to the show anywhere in the world. America, America, America. Okay, there is no, this is not me being like a patriot. This is not me being like a Republican or like Fox News guy. Woo! No, no, no. This is a human being talking to you as a human being. Okay, put everything else aside. America, where you live, is the most tolerant and inclusive society in the world. Okay, if you're gay, if you're a minority, if you're transgender, okay, whatever it is you happen to be, black, white, Asian, gay, straight, lesbian, yeah, whatever, LGTBQIA+, QRS. I know it's gotten longer, and I'm not saying that to disparage it. I'm saying that because for a lot of us, a lot of us, this is all new stuff. This is all new stuff. Uh, the country's adapting. The country is trying to afford everybody the same freedoms and consideration everybody else has. Yeah, there has been some pushback when, you know, you try to sexualize our children. They really don't want to learn about porn or be taught how to chop off their junk in the age of five. Yeah, it turns out a little something about it, the little kids. It's weird. If you, if you give them a choice between chopping off their junk or, I don't know, maybe getting ice cream, they're probably going to go with the ice cream. But speaking of ice cream, Joe Biden, the guy who, you know, barely ventures into the public eye these days, unless, in fact, he's getting an ice cream cone. And to be fair, the media has ramped it up when it comes to covering Biden. I, they asked him a very difficult question yesterday. Uh, what is your name? He's like, duh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> what, what state are we in? Uh, but, uh, if you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But let's not lose the forest through the trees. Here's John Kirby. Being asked by the great Martha McCallum. Uh, Martha was on Gutfeld with me Tuesday night. It was Martha Chadwick Moore, who's going to be on the show with us a little bit later. Kat Timf was there. Greg Gutfeld was there. Martha made a lot of brilliant points, but none more brilliant than the one she asked John Kirby yesterday on the story. Hey, is this encouraging more American abductions? Here it is, clip five. Does it not encourage more abductions, more taking prisoners in order to use them to get these people back? Yeah, to some degree, Martha, that ship has sailed. I mean, this is not a, a, a new tactic for Mr. Putin, this idea of wrongfully detaining Americans in return for in, to try to get somebody else back or to get some other concession. Uh, this is part of Mr. Putin's playbook. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was the worst thing I ever heard. So, so basically, well, you know, Putin's going to do this anyway. So what, what does it matter if we give him a good deal? Do you get, like, yo, let's talk about this. This man was considered the most lethal killing force on the planet. He wants to kill us. We just set him free to kill us. Do you understand? He should be behind bars. For life. He should be behind bars for life. But the Biden administration, he was going to be held for a minimum of 25 years, let him out. Why? Because of intersectionality. We don't need the Marine. Wrist is life. No, we've got a lesbian basketball player that hates the country. She should be the bigger priority. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Paul Whelan, Marine being held overseas, as if he's not going through enough right now, had to speak to CNN. CNN is the worst. Here he is. This is Paul Whelan. This is the man of the hour. Should be the only man of any hour until we get him back. This is Paul Whelan telling CNN, yeah, 
He's disappointed. Of course he is. Clip 10. I have to say I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release. I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I'm happy that Brittany is going home today and that Trevor went home when he did. But I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. I just need an airplane to come and get me. I mean, really think about that. Guy just wants to go home, and he's just being held back. And he's being held back because he doesn't check the right boxes. Basically, if Paul Whelan would have transitioned, he'd be home by now here in America. Bottom line. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. But really think about that, because the message being sent to the other Paul Whelans, or, you know, funny guy, Jr., who called earlier on in the hour, we got Jr. on, you know, guy who fought for this country. We screw our veterans, man, at every turn. Okay, whether it's waiting to get into the VA, whether it's the amount of guys sleeping on the streets where I'm from in New York City and certainly around the country as well, whether it's the underfunding of mental health initiatives. Yo, this country has a storied history of screwing its veterans, but it's usually being done in a, in a behind-the-scenes type of way. Meaning, yeah, there's a long line of the VA. A lot of people don't know that unless there's like a bombshell report like the one we had years back in 2012. Okay, but most people don't see that like in a public-facing way. Yeah, we underfund mental health. If you you know don't always notice that if you're not walking through a big city. But yes, we're underfunding mental health. But most people don't see it in a public-facing way. Usually, when they're public-facing, the politicians at least give us the dignity of pretending to care about us. They'll at least give you that. I agree with that. Okay, but in this instance, they didn't do it. They flat out said, okay, ah, well, we got the WNBA player of the Marine. And they could tell you otherwise. No, but we have a report. NBC flat out reported. No, it's, uh, no they were given a one or the other. Here is Van Jones, okay, saying what they were definitely saying in the White House. No, it's a black woman, a black icon, he called her. Dude, the NBA... More people, uh, the WNBA, more people at Freedom 96.9 have offered me a bottle of water since I got to the studio this morning than are watching the NBA. Okay? It's a very hospitable bunch down here. But here's Van Jones, clip 13. It just shows uh, this president got it done. Uh, he cared enough about this individual person to get her home. It was shocking. for the, I think for young Americans to see an icon like that snatched locked up what you don't have and what you can't allow to happen is to have a black female icon mm -hmm. treated like garbage and america do nothing about it mm -hmm. something was done about it and people are going to be proud about that a black female icon a black female icon <laughs> okay in a league nobody watches a woman who wouldn't stand for the national anthem she comes home before a guy who fought and risked his life for our country, Van Jones, and neither does anybody else in Washington. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Doing the damn thing on a Friday. We are here at Freedom 96.9 in Oklahoma City. OKC, the 405, 
tippy top of the next hour, my main man, Danny Boy O'Connor, founding member of the iconic rap group House of Pain. He is going to come by. He's going to jump around, as the kids might say. Uh, right now, though, people are hopping mad over this trade. I just want to put a button on this. Here is Joe Biden telling us they haven't forgotten about Paul Whelan yet. This is clip 15. We never forgot about Brittany. We've not forgotten about Paul Whelan, who's been unjustly detained in Russia for years. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance early this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. You were lying your ass up. Okay, understand. What did he say? We were not given a choice. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. NBC News reported that they were given a one or the other choice. A choice was made here. And let me be very clear. If the choice is Griner or nothing, listen, I'm very happy for Brittany Griner. She's American. I don't want her over there, even if I think she's in a jackass. Okay? I was dumb at her age, too. But the point being is we gave back a guy that is trying to kill us. I'm now just, we're just talking sports here. They got a guy who hits 44 home runs a year. We got a guy who does nothing, okay, might fill in for the mascot and win the hot dog race around the warning track during the seventh inning stretch. If we're just comparing the players, if we're just comparing the players, Okay, Brittany Griner's contribution to America is zilch. It's, it's, it's zilch. Okay, not standing for the national anthem, saying screw this place, and, you know, getting rich in the process of doing so. That doesn't move the conversation forward. That doesn't inspire little kids. That doesn't engender buy-in to our collective mission. You know, I say every day, like, this is, you know, it's not a, it's not a conservative talk show. It's an American talk show. It's an American talk show. You want to see the country as a whole flourish. Anytime we give up somebody who hates the country for someone who hates it so much they want to blow us up, I got to be honest, it's not a good trade. Okay, but we're not going to bog it down with that in the next hour. Danny Boy O'Connor joining me at the tippy top to do the damn thing. We're going to talk some House of Pain. We'll talk about the outsiders. We'll get into some news of the day right here on the big bad one and only Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting today from the 405, the legendary studios of Freedom 96.9. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, fired up to bring you an embarrassment of radio riches in this hour. Normally, we begin with some type of fancy news commentary Maybe I do a couple of card tricks, make a few balloon animals. Uh, But today, right here at the tippy top of the hour, a man who supersedes all of that is just joining me to do some good old-fashioned talk radio. Not only is he an iconic founding member of the rap group House of Pain, but I'd like to think you're an honorary greaser by now. I am. I've been a greaser since day one, so it just wasn't a Tulsa greaser. And, and so, <laughs> I'd like well, to think I'm both now. Well, I want to believe you're a Tulsa greaser now. Danny Boy O'Connor is in the house. Hey, girl. My man. There it is. <laughs> uh, better now. I better when I saw that Yankee hat walk in. There it is. So Danny Boy represents for the Bronx. Uh, you were born in New York. I was born in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. moved to L.A. when I was six, and then went every uh, every summer until I was about 12. To, uh, 
right around the time I saw The Outsiders, I was I was like, okay. Is that I true? This, this is true. Well, what's funny is The Outsiders, there is some overlap between Oklahoma and the Yankees because, as we were saying off air, the Commerce Comet, That's right. Mickey Mantle. And then who replaced him in outfield? Do you know? Who replaced Mickey Mantle? That's right. Oh, I'm going to be mad if I get this wrong because I can name like every center fielder from the 70s, but I don't know who took over in 69. Who was Bobby it? Bobby Mercer. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, Where's there you from? go. Yeah. Oklahoma right here. City. Well, that's uh-huh. funny. I remember that. Do you know Bobby Mercer was wearing number two before With Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter, that's right. But Bobby Mercer, go. from what I was told, did not give women an autographed baseball after he slept with them. <laughs> so, Mercer. You got <laughs> to get it together, Mercer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, great, Bobby Mercer. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to see you, man. And you too. And I think, you know, we, I thought for a second we might be putting uh, Okies to sleep, but there are a diehard contingent of Yankees fans here because of Mickey Mantle. And oh, is that Mercer. true? So, yes. That makes, find a lot of them. that makes me feel better because you might have heard me mention this before, but I'm walking around in this Western shirt, and most people uh, of the Okies that see me in this swag then hear my accent and assume I'm in the witness protection program. I've had three offers to kill somebody for pay since I got to. <laughs> the hotel last night. <laughs> Denny, I've had more offers to kill somebody than I have beds in my hotel room, there if you is. heard earlier. I have heard, and it's, I immediately thought of Midnight Cowboy. And <laughs> I won't say it on air. No, another great movie we're going to have to get into. So what people don't know about you, um, maybe some of my audience, uh, is that you, I guess, were you on tour at the time? Yeah, on tour, 2009, another group, uh, basically House of Pain with more people. It was called La Coconosca. Yep. We played the historic Canes Ballroom uh-huh. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we had a three-day layover. And it was in that layover that I realized that this place, Tulsa, felt like home. And then the epiphany happened. Oh, my goodness. The Outsiders, the book, and the movie right. was filmed here. Went looking for locations, found them, mind-blown, put it on social media. Everybody else's mind went blown. And for the next five years, I just kept somehow, you know, God would bring me back uh, just to Tulsa through Oklahoma. And I always make a beeline to see it. And around year five after finding it, I realized they were going to tear it down if someone didn't save it. Ended up stepping up, saving it, uh, and now it's a museum. Yo, your outsider story is kind of also the Goonies. It you, is. Sa- you saved the house. Well, there's is there some a pirate just, ship involved? There, there could be. It's, <laughs> there, it's becoming a thing now. So the yeah. Field of Dreams, I don't know if you know yes, that that's a, a, an attraction. And then you saw the Yankees game that they just played. I think they got Emmys off that. I mean, I actually I yeah. ain't cried since Mickey died in Rocky, but I almost cried when they came Did, out the corn. And that I saw one got the Yankees. you? Yeah. When they came out of the corn? Yeah, because you know I had been there, and it's, a, it's, it's surreal heavy. to be there, yeah. It, the Goonies house is mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and then the Christmas story was the first one, and that guy's actually put that whole property in Cleveland up, and I'm going to guess he's going to get north of $15 million for well, that. Let, let me ask you this. Yeah. With, between the bullying and the BB gun, could you make Christmas story today? No, you could make a lot of these movies today. <laughs> it's, can, it's sad. There's it no really way. Is. No. It, you know in Christmas Story, the line is, you'll shoot your eye out, kid? Uh-huh. It's, you'll get canceled, kid. Yeah. You won't even be able. For sure. You well, couldn't even say Fragili without it being some kind of, <laughs> someone getting upset about it, is right? That, is that cultural appropriation? Uh, it could be. What's going on here? Uh, Danny Boy <laughs> O'Connor is in studio. We are down at the legendary studios of Freedom 96.9, down here in the OKC, the 405. Uh, we're talking about the Outsiders House and Museum, which you yourself bought, uh, am I correct to tell the audience Essie Hinton was recently there watching the movie with you? Yeah, you know what's funny about that? It was surreal. Um, can I announce? I guess we. I got so the. It's first, just you and me. The mics aren't on yet, so just. Uh, oh, okay. Tell me anything. So you want. yeah, it's the first time since it's the first time since uh, her, she, the Outsiders being published that the publisher has come to somebody else and said, "Let's work on a book oh, get about out. the Outsiders." So it's the oral history of the Outsiders on Penguin. Whoa! And so I had the. Absolute privilege and honor to sit down with Susie uh-huh. Essie at the Outsiders' house and watch the movie with her uh-huh. ho- in hopes of 
spurring new memories or uh-huh. ones that she had maybe forgot uh-huh. that she hadn't told before so uh-huh. that we could get the best interview possible. But okay. to sit there for an hour and a half in the outsider's house watching the outsiders with the author is like a once in a lifetime. No, no, that's <sighs> yeah. bananas, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's... I, I still, I, I, they, it, so many of them that I can't even think about them. Otherwise, I'd implode. Like, no, it's my hybrid. Yeah, that's a lot for me, too. Are yeah. you working on a project with her? Is it her own project? What is it? No, it's a, it's the book. It's the, it's okay. the uh, oral history of, of The Outsider. So we interview anybody from, like, a diehard 10-year-old fan from uh-huh. Massapequa. So you've, you got know, an to, out, uh, so you've got an Outsider's book with S.E. Hinton cooperation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Well, we're moving on Oh, girl. Uh-huh. That's a big That's deal. Let my hair Dude, down and uh, give you yourself know, credit cut for that. The rug. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. There's been a lot of big deals, but they're really, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I, I attribute all of my success to the, to the love of Tulsa because mm-hmm. I got there, I needed a lot of help, and I was humble enough to ask for it, which is not my normal yeah. modus uh-huh. operandi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I humbled myself. I said, I don't know what I'm doing here, and I need help. And would you believe? Uh-huh. Opie's came through, and I don't know. Listen, right I'm a did. diehard New Yorker who grew up in L.A., and I don't know that I would have that success in L.A. or no, New York. No, the, the best people live in these parts of the country. I always joke about when you grow up on the coasts, you know, everybody growing up in New York assumes, even if you're in L.A., that everybody wants to live there, for one. You're like, well, everybody wishes they were here. They actually think we're crazy. Right. But then comes the, <laughs> then comes the connotation that, you know, people on the coast derisively refer to the middle of the country as flyover states, but they have the better quality of life. Yeah, without a doubt. You're never going to walk out the door in Tulsa and see some barefoot time traveler with his pants off. You know, I mean, you'll see it if you know where to look. Believe me, I can find it. I'm an ex-cab driver. But there's a quality of life thing here, and it's so funny because all my friends in New York, especially guys that are in the arts that are trying to make it. Yeah. You know, you got a comic with nine other roommates in a studio apartment being like, oh, these dummies with their affordable mansions Mm -hmm. in the Midwest. I'm like, there's nothing dumb about that. And I say that every day. If you guys are living in what is called the flyover states, you're killing it. No, it is. And, and you know, it goes even deeper than that. And Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, and this is real talk, there was a time when my grandmother would have sent me next door to grab a stick of butter and come and trade for a thing of sugar. And there was communal, Mm -hmm. you know, people. If I got in trouble... Yep. God forbid, and somebody's parent grabbed me by the ear and put me home. Yeah. I was in trouble twice now. Yeah, yeah. Because then I, I couldn't say, hey, he pulled my ear. Or, or, <laughs> I'd get another smack. And, yes! and so that's the, but that doesn't exist. There is a, there is the, the Midwest <laughs> is still legitimately like yeah. a community. Dude, I, I talk about this in my stand-up act. I say, like, when I was growing up, not only could you beat your kids, you could beat other people. Of kids. course. And, if you, <laughs> and, and and get rewarded for doing so. Yes. Like, thank you for doing what I didn't have to do myself. Now get in there and do your homework. <laughs> And the behavior was better. Of course. All right, let me throw yeah. this at you. Danny Boy O'Connor is in studio. Honorary greaser. He's hanging out with S.E. Hinton. By the way, how did um, – because she has a cameo in The Outsiders. She's a nurse. She has a cameo in a few of her movies, it, yes. but she's a nurse it, but, in there. But specifically in The Outsiders, how is – because like, when I watch myself, right, right, it's a horrible thing to do, but the only way to get better is to be a really brutal like self-editor. Right. So you can show me anything. Like, oh, Jimmy, I like that thing you did. And I'm like, oh, well, look at my face. I look like a talking ham. You know, my you know. Does she handle her acting well, or does she get artistic on you and start besieging herself? You know what? Herself? I never really ask about it. I just okay. think it's great that she's, she's if you know, you know. Yeah, she's yeah. an Easter egg in all of her movies. Yep. And uh, she's a legend. I mean, listen, yeah, she wrote outrageous. that book at 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. She failed English and got a D-plus in creative writing. It uh-huh. starts a new category. The category is the young adult category. It's the mm-hmm. first time in recorded history that a young adult wrote a book about being a young adult for young adults. Uh-huh. And that is not insignificant. That yeah. is li- akin to the guy who made the rock category or the rap category. Yeah. It's the number one category in book sales of all time. When I got to Tulsa, I expected to see some statue greeting you, and it didn't exist. Uh-huh. And I think people cherished her, but they didn't know how to celebrate her. Yeah. And she also doesn't, you know, she's also... Mm-hmm. 
very particular in how you yeah. that anybody goes about doing that and mm-hmm. i feel like I, I i found a way to do both so I, i'm able to reach kids because mm-hmm. we do over we did over four thousand school kids yeah. to the house last year during even with covid restrictions uh-huh or so you know partial covid restrictions and we're we're looking to do about ten thousand this year that is outrageous. so from monday to thursday we, we're close to the public and we do school tours and then we do friday saturday and sunday open to the public i tell you that to tell you that she says teachers are her heroes uh-huh. and teachers are always asking her to zoom or show up at the school and she just can't and, and yeah. she's done it enough it's a so lot. what we provide now is educational and uh you know entertainment value and at the same time we're reaching students because there are a lot of kids like myself who didn't test well or did horrible yeah. in school <laughs> but then made an okay living and an honest uh-huh. living doing what we do yeah, and no, uh, no so, question yeah i'm trying to foster that and now that the house is doing so good there's uh-huh. like phase 2 and the phase 2 will be a bigger se hint museum that I'm, you know, maybe not called that, uh-huh. but uh, based on all of her works, but a place that kids can learn how to script write or movie make or, and that would have been disingenuous to, you, at, to, to get yeah. kids to do now, but with Reservation Dogs and John Schwab just made seven movies in a row yeah. here and Killing in the Flower Moon with yep. DiCaprio and Scorsese and all kinds of other, Tulsa King with yep. Stallone. I, the Midwest is on fire in the best possible way. It is, it, creatively. Danny Boy O'Connor is in the house. We're having a grown-up talk here. <laughs> uh, one thing I would say about that, and specifically pushing kids towards the creative process, as you know this, um, when I was a cab driver, the reason I'm alive right now, okay, is because me and my buddy Dean Imperial used to write screenplays. And, you know, they took about a movie, Tanks, if it goes, you know, straight to video. Ours went, you know, straight to waste paper basket. Like, we were just, our goal was, like, if we could just get it thrown out by somebody influential. We know it's not getting made, but someday we're going to make a level of dumpster that'll blow your mind. There you go. But the gravity of the creative process makes you not feel sometimes the perils or the adversities of every of day-to-day life. Like, I used to drive a cab 15 hours a day, mm. but because I was writing stand-up in the morning and stand-up at night, and my brain continued to stay on the case while I was driving around all day, it made you not feel it. When you were getting cut off or oh, shot yeah. at. I had a woman on the, um, the Manhattan Bridge with two sock puppets on her hands yelling at me <laughs> on the way to Cadman Plaza in Brooklyn. <laughs> I had a, a guy named Hal and his wife, Arufa, were yelling at me, sock puppets. Oh, yeah. And uh, at one point, I, would, I considered it to be the low point of my adult life. Like, they finally got to me, and I yelled at one of the puppets. <laughs> and it's like, in that moment, Dan, you look in the mirror. And you're like, that just happened, big man. You yelled at a stranger's hand. Wow. Like, you got to make peace with that. No doubt. But I was able to make peace with that because I had a good idea for the script we were working on. And that's where that creative process for everybody listening is so good for kids. Because it gives them the gravity. It almost becomes its own little, like, compass in life. Instead of being rudderless, playing games all day or just bottoming it out in the streets, you now have a pursuit. And bigger than the pursuit is the ambition. Absolutely. And that's the big thing. That's what I want to ask you about more now, too, while I have you here. Did you guys consider, when you were a founding member of House of Pain, did you guys kind of consider yourself the greasers of rap and that you were hooligans to, uh, to an extent? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We, we, I tried to, you know, I started the group with a concept and a logo and 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 and. and I'm good at seeing what's missing on a playing field and then uh-huh. adding it too. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. what I saw as a Beastie Boy fan, yeah. I was they were missing in the tough guy stuff that we uh-huh. were actually doing. Yeah. And then us and Cypress Hill were doing that yes. prior to records. And so why not make <laughs> records about doing what we do? So there was and then we pulled a lot of, you know, millions of other, you know, Irish kids out of the, uh-huh. the you know Ar- wouldn't wouldn't you argue, as I have then, that when you look at that era of rap that you guys and Cypress Hill 
are kind of paving the way for what become what what Biggie is, somebody who commercialized the lifestyle, a living he was making. I mean, it, it, it's just another brick and a long paved road, Fair. you know, okay. heading that way. I don't, I won't say that, but there. If I, good... I will say something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will say this. There was, it, 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 as a diehard fan, I also worked at a record store prior to that and a movie okay. theater. I worked where I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. hide out, eat free popcorn, and, and, and steal the product. <laughs> you and, love cable news. No, I no, do. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um. Hip-hop was like floundering. I mean, it was kind of over. The 80s thing had fizzled. Here comes grunge. Mm -hmm. And then miraculously, here comes House of Pain and Cypress Hill, or Cypress Hill and House of Pain. And boom, it re-sparked everybody's imagination. And then it it breathes life into hip-hop in that moment. And then followed by Mob Deep and Wu-Tang and and, and so on. But that's true. Because after that, it was like De La Soul. And then it was kind of... Yeah. It fizzled. Hip hop kind of fizzled. It wasn't getting. <laughs> it was. It was me, myself, and Nirvana. There it is. <laughs> it like, and it's true. No and Nirvana kind of just took the air out of the room, and yep. everybody else had to do without. But that, yeah. So how about that? You saved the Outsiders' house. You might have saved hip hop. I know you're I too know humble to take credit but, uh, for either no. of those. But don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. You got more time in you, right? I do. Watch Danny Boy O'Connor. He's under house arrest now. We're we'll back. Am. Back after this on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, there's this great scene in White Men Can't Jump (laughs) where, if you remember, Wesley Snipes is lecturing Woody Harrelson about listening to Jimi Hendrix. He goes, white people, you listen to Jimi Hendrix, but you can't hear Jimi. And that's what he says. Danny Boy O'Connor is in studio. A lot of you people listen to Jimmy Fallon, but you can't hear Jimmy. Danny Boy O'Connor can hear Jimmy. He gets the ethos of the show. It's something I say every, what I say? I say, be a Republican, be a Democrat, don't be a... And you come into this radio game in terms of your relationship with my show. Is that? Yeah, you come no, in... Come as a fan. I literally, well, that, I appreciate I listen to the radio... Overnight, it helps me sleep. It's like my white noise. And by osmosis, I get all kinds of news in the morning, traffic. I don't even, you know. <laughs> His weird dreams about traffic jams. And I had a weird dream about you. But no, you woke me up at That's 3 hot. in the morning one time. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess on the, I don't know if it's a sister. Oh, KRMG up in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa, where I live. Um, and it woke me out of my sleep. And I sat up. And I was like, who is this guy? This guy oh, is man. great. Mm-hmm. And then I waited for the, the, the bumper and you, dro- you dropped your name. And I literally went on Facebook and wrote you a message, probably half asleep. <laughs> And in the morning when I woke, I went back to sleep and woke back up, you wrote me back. And I searched you, and I realized that they don't play you except from the crazy, like, Mm -hmm. three to four in the morning. Oh, yeah, KRMG has to get their act together. Yeah, they do. And so, but as I started to listen to you, I go, this is my guy. Mm -hmm. This makes complete sense. I've never spoken publicly about political anything. I'm in the center. I lean right. Uh I have liberal sensibilities mm-hmm. but i don't understand the how why it's so polarized yes. and why we can't see the same sunset which is an sc hinton quote there you and go you see the same sunset that i do and we don't always i don't agree with anybody we're not supposed to the, you know exactly yeah. but the dialogue is what's missing uh-huh. and somebody who calls balls and strikes we're both baseball guys yeah i understand everybody has a different strike zone uh-huh. show us both where it is and then we can aim towards that center and find that common well, that's Alan, yeah, and that, that's what you do, and that's why it's a breath of fresh air, and that's why I drove an hour and a half. He did because, and with, I'm not saying that like I wouldn't, no, but no. it's I, I would drive another hour and a half if, oh, if it meant it with these gas prices. Fan, that means yeah, a lot, yeah, right? And, a lot. I, and I'm a, and I'm a fan, and, and oh, what buddy. you're doing is not only um, uh, it's very necessary, especially in these times. So you are that guy that the outlier who comes and shows up, uh-huh. and you're like, "There's our guy." Oh man, because I listen a lot, and there's a lot yeah. of good. 
talk radio. Talk radio out mm-hmm. there. But you're the one that I could play for anybody, and they go, this guy makes sense. And that's what I we're mean. looking for is some real common sense uh-huh. discussions on the, the turbulent, well, that, crazy world we live in right y- now. Yeah, I mean, all, all I'm really trying to do, man, is because like, I grew up in a different version of the country. Like, I grew up in a version of the country where you, you could disagree because the whole point of America is free-range chicken. I'm saying. You know, just go off, do what you I want. Mean, e pluribus unum is, that means out of many, one. It means do whatever the hell you want. But if the game's on the line, we're supposed to be the team nobody wants to play. You right. believe that, I believe whatever. But yeah. if we got to put on the uniforms and get on the yellow school bus and go to a football team and run up the score on somebody, right. that's together. who we are. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the only thing I'm really trying to accomplish is like, I think if you can approach this from, you know, people always say America needs to have a conversation, but what they really mean is you people need to start seeing it our way. Right. You know, because America's got to be a conversation. I'm like, okay, maybe secure the border. And they're like, well, your wife's a hoe. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Maybe she is, but I'm not plugging her OnlyFans right now. I just wanted to have the conversation. Uh, but that's the problem. You can't have the conversation. You can, you can Danny boy. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dive into more of your illustrious creative career. Let's do it. Uh, we're talking rap. We're talking about the outside. Like, things are going to happen, and we're going to have to talk a little somebody's more Yankees. Getting stabbed. It's, <laughs> somebody's getting stabbed. We're taking it back to New York in the 90s. So y'all better hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, that whole thing. Back after this with my main man, Danny O'Connor, right here on the big bad one and only Fox Across America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're coming to you live from the 405 Fox Across America broadcasting today from the legendary studios of Freedom 96.9. Jimmy Fallon stacking the deck. Okay, they didn't know. You know, late flight last night. Maybe I was going to be a little banged up. Champ wasn't going to have nine innings in him. <laughs> so they brought in some serious horsepower out of the bullpen. Maybe just maybe the Mariano Rivera of radio guests. How about that for a oh, Yankee man. fan? Danny oh, Boy O'Connor, he is in the house. I know I miss Mariano. I do too, man. Wasn't it great just what, having the what short a great thing? Human, though. He's yeah. like, oh, Mariano Rivera's like the best guy ever. He's like building churches. Oh, my God, the greatest. Yeah, pointing everybody in the right direction. There's a, there's a greater good thing. That's... I, t- I say this about religion a lot. I don't care what anyone's particular religion is, okay? But if you're living life with the goal of getting accepted into some type of afterlife reward, it gives you a compass to be a better person. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest value of religion is it gives everybody a day-to-day contribution to make, which is, again, the ethos of the show, don't be a yeah, bottom line. Straight up. You know, because if you get to whatever your pearly gates happen to be mm-hmm. and you're talking to the bouncer – you know, <laughs> and know, you want them to find your name on the clipboard and, you know, see if you're getting in. You know, it would help if you weren't a bottom line. Sure. So look at that. Now we're saving the world. Now we're starting our own religion. It's been a very productive day. It was funny. Coming in, your bumper music was a, a view to a kill. Duran uh-huh. Duran. Yeah. I used to work at a, a membership warehouse store akin to the uh, like Costco's uh-huh. of the world. Oh, get out. And I had the ability to take the remote to the TVs. Uh-huh. There was like a thousand TVs. <laughs> and that movie had just come out. And I was such a big fan of that song that I played it so many times back and forth that they fired me. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're done. And they... You, they moved me out of the, that department, and then slowly they fired me for that song. Wow. So I love that song. So when I hear it, i got to get a kick out of it. That's the James Bond movie, uh, You Only Work Once. Okay. <laughs> Not Live Once. You Only Work Once. You work once, you do that trick with the TVs, yeah, get them out of here, Danny Boyle. I'm on my way out anyway. That's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about, okay, you, of course, are the owner and operator of the Outsiders Museum. Yes. You were telling me during the break, when you got this product, uh, this product, when you got this project off the ground, 
you know, you made a personal investment, but then you got help from other investors like S.E. Hinton. And it sounds like, uh, you know, the city of Tulsa came through in a big way. Yeah. But I did not know, is uh, is Billy Idol a fan of the Outsiders? I mean, I don't know that he's a fan of the Outsiders. I know him. And when he came to town, he was okay. playing at the Hard Rock. Oh, kick and it. And said, yeah. he wants to see you in the dressing room. And he goes, you live in Tulsa now, man? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. He goes... And you bought a house? I'm like, no, no, no. I still live at the Mayo Hotel. He goes, no, you bought a house. I go, house? He goes, the Outsiders house. I said, you know the Outsiders house? Yeah. He goes, yeah. Didn't didn't uh, Jack White just donate $30,000 to it? Uh-huh. I said, he did. And you know that? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'd like to donate too. I go, you would? He goes, yeah, not $30,000, mate. But I would. And a week later, he gave me a check. I won't tell you how much that Get out. Stop it. Who cares? I, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll do it again. Hold on a second. Here it is. You got it? Uh, oh, girl. Listen, Danny boy. growing up as a kid, if, if I could have been half Billy Idol, half uh, half Dallas Winston, that would have been the, that would have been the <laughs> archetype I was shooting for. I don't know if that gets me into heaven, but I, uh, it, it, it gets me other things. So. I was going to ask you that. I was trying to figure out, because, you know, you watch a movie and you become a guy. Yeah. To show you just what little ambition I had as a child – I used to watch Rocky and wish I could be Paulie. <laughs> like I could just badmouth my sister and spend this guy's money; it'd be fine. But you wanted you a little bit of Dallas Winston Dallas for you, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and, and he has a line in there. He's like, "Jesus, I thought the only place I was going to end up in a murder beef was in New York City." And I was like, "That's my guy." Like, that's like you know. So yeah, Matt. Matt yeah, Matt Dillon's uh-huh. portrayal of that. And if in case anybody's listening, don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's a book. Called The Outsiders was published in 1967. Mm-hmm. The author was S.C. Hinton. Is mm-hmm. S.C. Hinton? She wrote it at 15 and a half, failing English, D plus in creative writing. Goes on to sell millions of copies. Uh, Coppola finds out about it via uh, some mail that he got from a librarian who noticed the tipping point with the book. Oh, is that true? That's crazy. Students. Yeah, and I could spend hours telling you, but this is the elevator pitch. He decides she's right, and he against the wishes of Warner Brothers, leaves the back lot and comes all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma to keep it authentic. The cast is incredible ensemble. It's the Brat Pack. Yeah. Fred Roos, his, uh-huh. his producer, who uh-huh. picks that cast. And they make a movie, and then it turns out to be not so great at the box office, but we discovered on VHS tape and on mm-hmm. HBO, if you could afford it. Oh, yeah. And it becomes this time-honored classic. And what I thought I was building was a greaser museum for me and you, but what mm-hmm. ended up happening was I built a greaser museum for seventh and eighth grade kids who are reading it, and it's the librarians and, and English teachers' uh, mm-hmm. preferred book of choice to get all kids to, to yeah. read. And if the story is about the haves and the have-nots, the story mm-hmm. says all this time, but the gist of it is to find the centers, what we do. And like yeah. we said in the book, it says, although we came from our lives were completely different, he's talking about Sherry Valance, the Soch, yeah. Pony Boy, the Greaser, uh, we saw the same sunset. And that's beauty, and that's the, that's the mantra. That I go with, and we yeah. could be completely polar opposites in politics and sports mm-hmm. or whatever. But we look up, we see the sun, we see the sunset. That's God's hand. We agree it's beautiful. We it's a step closer without even yeah. trying. Imagine. And so imagine if we keep looking for those yeah. points mm-hmm. and to, yeah, and this is like again, this is why it goes back to you and what I what I love about hearing you on the radio because I don't feel by listening to you that you're like. Charging me up to go fight somebody? No, no, I don't no care. Possible. Yeah, yeah, no, it's no. the opposite. It's just, just, just half, half the country like wants to fight us. I'm the kind of guy. I'm only fighting a civil war if somebody makes an app. There it is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> is there going to be catering? It's a, you know, civil war sounds right. like really long bathroom lines. Oh, like, right. I, no, I don't have that in me. Right. Danny Boy O'Connor is in the studio. But good stuff, man. And so I, turn, I, I end up buying the house. I was on tour, passed through, found some locations in L.A. and New York. These things get torn down. Yeah, yeah, you know, all the time. Right and center. This still looked like when the movie was yeah. filmed. Uh-huh. I realized that the house was in danger of being torn down. 
Eventually, I stepped up, but I had very little money, mm-hmm. no idea on how to do any of this stuff, and, and, and time was of the essence. And I tell, this is what I tell kids as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a good education, a well-laid plan, and, a, and, and some source of funding would be great. Yeah. But sometimes you're not going to have that. And if you're passionate about something and, and, and you've got you a couple bucks in your pocket, and uh-huh. you, don't, you, you can figure it out step by step. And the greatest thing in the world is being six foot six alpha male. Mm-hmm. For years, I was afraid to ask for help because where I come from, yeah. even if it's self-taught, mm-hmm. you're weak and stupid if you had to ask for help. And yep. I almost died many times not being humble and, and capable of asking yeah. for help. And when I got here, I was tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I just said, listen, I, I bought this house in good faith. I don't know what I'm doing. I hope there's other fans out there like me. Uh-huh. And if so, would you help? And if yeah. you help, I will turn this into a museum because uh-huh. I might have lived there if it was up to. And this is exactly what happened. I, yeah. I asked for help, and the help showed up. And so it's a great American story. It, and, it, yes, and, and if anything, I just want people, kids, adults, mm-hmm. sometimes adults. It's amazing what you can do. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. With a little teamwork and a little bit of humility, and, yeah. and 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 I wish everything in life worked the way that this did, and it's the greatest thing that I've ever been involved in. And I like to think I've been involved in a few cool things here, <laughs> or there, but this one, there's nothing like it, and it keeps paying dividends. And the dividends yeah. come in the in the in the forms of smiles and oh my god, when I hear a little girl, oh, yeah. my god, oh my god, and, uh-huh. and they just are devouring the house. And this is a this movie's going to be forty yeah, yeah. in in March, and the book uh-huh. is fifty five years old, and it still hits just like it did. Uh-huh. Day one. Oh, he hard. incredible. No, it's OG. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Back, back up at Fox News, so we met, um, you know, we met down in Tulsa. We had the Cape Brewing Company doing a meet and greet. And, yep. you know, the Tulsa people, Okies in general, they're too hospitable for a guy like me. I love them so much. <laughs> but you know, as a New Yorker, when people are so nice, you're like, oh, well, this person's robbing me. Right. Like something's <laughs> going on. They're so nice. They were the sweetest people. But after we met, I had messaged Kennedy and Emily Campagna, who co-hosts Outnumbered, who yep. are both like epic fans. I mean, in Kennedy, who you probably yeah, came across yeah. at your MTV uh, at, during our MTV days, but um, Emily Campagno is like you know soda pop Campagno. Oh, like, there it is. Is a hardcore out like she her outsiders trivia game would be right there with yours. Bring her out. That's the ringer. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? <laughs> no, like my, mine. Like I can talk with you all day, sure. but at my core, I'm like, hey, does Diane Lane ever come by the museum? Right, <laughs> I'm right, still right. I'm still just a dirtbag. I'm <laughs> kidding, but we're talking about it. <laughs> and I yeah. love it, but I think again there is a lesson in there's a lesson here. Okay, it's a twofold lesson. The Essie Hinton lesson that you just gave us, which is what? Okay, her trajectory in life was not someone that was going to sell more books than anyone known to man. Right. But that doesn't mean she couldn't sell more books than anyone known to man. That's the joke of America that everybody's not getting right now. Right. And I say it every day. Like the reason I incessantly pounded into their heads that I was driving a taxi a few years ago is because you can do that here. You know what I'm saying? You've, Absolutely. You've got to be as good at low-level extortion as I am to get the executives on your You know what I mean? And that's sure. fine. Yeah, yeah. Mid-level hostage situation, you know? And, but I'm kidding. But the point is, you know, you can do that here. And something we talked about off the, off the air. It's like my favorite American story. I tell it a lot. Is like for me, my adult moment, you said it was when you started, you know, you had the humility to ask for help as an adult. Yeah. Okay. Mine was, I was on the road doing stand-up, and I went to the Motown Museum. I went to Hitsville, USA. And I and I, I learned the story of Barry Gordy, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, he had owned a record store. But his record store on the south side of Detroit was he wanted to be that guy who was like artsy. So he's like, they're all coming in here from muddy waters. I'm not going to have muddy waters. I'm going to have like the deep cuts. Right. So he goes out of business in like three weeks because <laughs> it turns out they liked muddy waters. Give them the muddy waters. You know what I mean? But anyway, he goes to work on an assembly line in Dearborn, Michigan and starts, you know, you know, when they take away a cop's badge. 
but he stays on the case. He's still trying to solve the crime. It's like the French Connection or something like that. So, uh, Dirty Harry. So he starts writing music to the beat of the assembly line and, and, and lands a number one hit single for Jackie Wilson. The royalties aren't the best, but he's like, hey, what if, what if these are my songs? What if I produce this music? And goes from a guy on the assembly line to Hitsville, USA. You can do that here. And the point is, you could do that here in 1958. This is like pre-civil rights that Barry Gordy had these ideas and could pull it off. So I come back to that because don't you feel like on on some level as, as an adult who's lived in a better America and who has made it through all kinds of confounding circumstances and adversities to find yourself where you are today, that we're kind of selling kids the wrong message and that we're pushing victimhood more than victorhood. 100%. And you feel like we're there too? 100%. And I think to, to touch on that, more so on the coastal cities. Yeah. You know, when I came to Oklahoma, I, I was, it was a breath of fresh air. It felt like it felt when I was growing up as a kid where you could ask your neighbor for, you know, some sugar or some salt. And uh-huh. if your car broke down in the middle of the street, people wouldn't honk at you and give you the bird. They would actually get out <laughs> and push you and give you a can of gas. Yeah. That is lost. And I understand uh-huh. the, 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 the 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 amount of pressure uh-huh. on on the coastal cities to to succeed or to stay in the mm-hmm. game is so yeah, yeah. how dare you broke down in front of me <laughs> right but you don't that's not here uh-huh. and if it, the 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 there's nothing more authentic than the midwest to me yep. as when it comes to the american dream if you're willing to work hard you got a good idea you're willing to roll up your sleeves people will help you yep. and that that is live and well here, mm-hmm. and I don't want to tell too many people because you know Okies get a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to invite the wrong you know ants to the picnic. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I you know, more Californians out here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the truth be told, you're going to find a lot of people discovering it because they're sick and tired of of, of what they're getting in in, yeah. in New York and L.A. And these are diehard people. The people that I know that are New York and New Yorkers mm-hmm. never leaving Hell's Kitchen are not yeah. good. You still love in Oklahoma? I'm like I am. They're like it's time for a change. And I've already had you know yep. four or five people come here. Mm-hmm. And find what I find. And they don't have the same purpose. They're not doing a museum. They're not no. being married to it like that. But they understand that they can't do what they're doing there anymore because mm-hmm. the, the, the world that they grew up doesn't exist anymore. Yep. And and they can find at least some semblance of that or a chance at a the second act in that. And so America, I've been all over the, the country, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and all over the, the, the world. Yeah. And there's no place like home. Yeah. And there's I, no place like the U.S. The opportunity here is, is abundant. Yeah. And again, and – that's the point. Everyone yeah. who lives here hit the lottery, and we're, we're ripping up the ticket right now. And I mean, you know what? You If you you want to do good in life, get your credit score up. That's yeah, my yeah. first, like, you know, <laughs> learn how to handle money. They should be teaching They should be teaching fiscal responsibility. A hundred percent. And they should, be, they should re-bring back home economics. Imagine that. And shop classes. Uh-huh. You know, because really what you can do with your hands uh-huh. and your mind is, a, is an amazing feat. Yeah. And, 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 and those are also like home economics. They're also like life hacks. Number one, you can save yourself a lot of money if you learn to cook. Number two, I tell my listeners this every day. You know, we're all in the happiness business. Yeah. You die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. That's, that's it. That's yeah. the business you're in, no matter what your job occupation happens to be. And one of the easiest life hacks to improving fun are those quality of life skills you would learn in home ec. But when it comes to spending, I think we need to teach that class in Congress first. Like the third graders can wait. If you could teach the government, I mean, the government is like, the, you know, when you're young uh, and you go to a bar and you got that one friend who wants to send a round of drinks to those girls over there, but he doesn't have his wallet on him. That's the government. It's video. We got to buy those girls some drinks. You're like, all right, sounds good. Uh, I'll Venmo you. You're like, no, dude, pay up. Or the government will steal your stuff and help you look for it. That kind of friend as well. All right. We're going to be all over the map in the, in the final segue of the uh, final uh, segment of the hour. We're going to jump around, if you will. Forgive me. Uh, more with the any boy. O'Connor after this.
It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, riding shotgun for the full hour, like I'm Larry King with suspenders on. Danny Boy O'Connor is here, founding member of the iconic rap group House of Pain, honorary greaser. He is, of course, the owner and operator of the Outsiders Museum down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are, of course, in Oklahoma City. Slanging jokes tonight at the Bricktown Comedy Club. There's a handful of seats left at BricktownComedy.com. Uh, but we're not talking comedy right now. We're talking you and me. We're talking America. America. Here we are. Remember America. The greatest place on earth. Isn't it, though? It's it the one is. thing everybody forgets, man. We are the greatest source of good the world has ever known. And everything we fight over about our past is actually happening in the present around the world. And it's crazy. Like, we fight the wrong battles, I think, is the biggest is the biggest thing. And that's where also, I think, movies, and certainly iconic movies, that give you that escapism are so valuable. So I'm going to give you my list really quick. I haven't bought any iconic film houses, but when I'm on the road, I do this. This is why I was so drawn to your story when I first heard it. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, in L.A., I went to the Seven Seas Apartments, which is where Daniel LaRusso lives in Karate Kid. Course, and, it's just, California. and it's there. I grew up a, a quarter mile away from it on Sherman Way. Well, you know what's funny? The pool's dirty in real life. It is. The <laughs> it's not just in the back. Yeah, it's for not. Longest the fence was still there. It's not just bad. The movie. Okay. Yeah. Then I was in uh, Preston, Idaho. One of our affiliates, KID. I actually went to the Napoleon Dynamite House, which is amazing because I love the movie. But here's a deep cut. But it's it's of the HBO vintage late '80s. No one watched this movie, but I used to watch an HBO movie that played endlessly called Three O'clock High where there was a guy named Buddy Ravel. He had been kicked out of a lot of high schools. He shows up to the school, and he winds up getting in a fight with the kid who runs the school store. And they, they're going to fight at the flagpole at 3 o'clock is where it came from. And the house, they, the house, excuse me, the high school they filmed it at uh, is in Ogden, Utah. So I saw that too. So I was on this beat. I just didn't know Billy Idol and Jack White, so I didn't open a yeah. museum. But you made moves. Well, and what you don't know is when I first found that house, I put a photo on the Internet. It was early uh, Facebook. We were still uh-huh. kind of in uh-huh. MySpace land. And I also put a, a picture of the hole that Sid Vicious allegedly punched in the green room wall at Kane's Ballroom. <laughs> and I'm good friends with Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. So oh, yeah. Tagged him. I put it. People uh-huh. like, oh, my God, where are you at? And people were so excited about seeing the Outsiders house that it was still on Earth and that it was, uh-huh. you know. I started uh, doing a lot of urban exploring. This is 2009. It was the first time that you could ever have Internet on a tour bus, a uh-huh. laptop in your lap, smartphones. And I started to go all over the U.S. and use that tour bus as a time machine to yeah. see all the things that I want to see. And I did uh-huh. see all the things. And it's called the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team. And if you look on Facebook, it's all the things you just talked about. We have uh-huh. people from all over the world, including oh. the original photographers or some of the directors or the actors. And we go looking like we take it like a case. Yeah, you're and fine. we break it down. And then we go goony style and go into the environment and look for it. And we did Detroit. Okay, so yeah. I went with a New York cop, a uh-huh. uh, photographer from New York. I drove from L.A. and I picked a guy up in Tulsa and we met in Detroit and we went all over the place. And on oh, the way home, right. I went to Larry Bird's house in French Lick. Get out. Gran- grandmother's where the original hoop was. Mm-hmm. I went to Pete Rose's house in, San- in Cincinnati. Get out of there. I eat all the greasy spoons across you know, America. Now, and I-, I love America uh, in that way that I've intimately been uh-huh. through city after city looking for pop culture locations. Uh-huh. And that was the reason why I started to get so serious That's about a- the Outsider's house because I was like, I'm so enamored with this whole yeah, yeah. thing is that maybe there is a chance for this to be a, yeah and you bring it to life action. that's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. that so is that's rad started, man. I, I can't imagine seeing you know because pete rose's house you oh know that's God. where like he played wiffle ball that was my i was a yeah. yankee guy growing yeah, but up but you i got was pete always rose. a pete rose guy 
He was my and number then, one. Reggie Jackson uh-huh. and Pete Rose. Oh, I months get it. And Reggie and Pete. I mean, well, the night, but the nice thing is, like the Pete Rose Wiffle Ball Stadium, you can bet the games, which is nice. You couldn't do that where we grew up. Hi, kid, <laughs> Danny Boy O'Connor. This was an. This was animalistic. That's this was it. beast mode. I'm going to be there tonight too in the front row. Danny Hackle, Boy Hackle you. is. You're going to bring it on. I'm uh, not scared. Scared on. of you, tough there guy. We're going to. We're going to take it back to Brooklyn, old school. Hey, girl. Danny Boy will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club tonight at 7:30. Yeah. And it's going to be a wild one. It is going down. Get your game face on. Uh, stay golden. Yeah, stay gold. Never golden. <laughs> Good job. Well played. That's there right. he goes. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting today from the legendary studios of Freedom 96.9 in Oklahoma City. Hey, girl. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, fired up in this hour. Chadwick Moore is a regular on the Tucker Carlson program. And, of course, he appeared with me on Gutfeld this week, and we did some phenomenal TV. Oh, come on. It's such a tough crowd. Well, the point is Chadwick Moore is stopping by in this hour. To discuss, uh, I don't even know how to characterize this, uh, but there is a member of the Biden administration who brought a lot of baggage to the table, none of which was his. What the hell did you just say? (laughs) This non-binary transgender member of the Biden administration has just been charged for the second time this month with stealing someone's luggage at the airport. Like, this is a thing, and we're going to talk about it because it overlaps with a new elected official in Congress, another Democrat. Uh, We're talking about Summer Lee, who is a Democratic congresswoman-elect out in Pennsylvania, someone who is supported by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Uh, She wants to abolish all prisons. Nobody goes to jail anymore. That's Use your common sense. Weapons grade stupid. I say it all the time in the show. The reason I do a lighthearted show that attempts to bring people together at the point of reason is because most of the problems we have in this country are not like a crisis of capability. Like the border problem. We don't have a border problem. We have a stupid problem. We don't have a crime problem. We have a stupid problem. Okay, border agents could secure the border, support the border agents. They need to stop doing HR work. Right now they're changing diapers allowing anybody who comes into the country illegally to get processed and set free into the country. Why is that a thing? One, because we don't have a wall. Two, because we got rid of the Remain in Mexico policy that took the teeth out of the drug cartels and denied them the ability to traffic people into this country. You see, the way it works is if you traffic somebody into the country and they get caught under Remain in Mexico, they get sent back. In the current administration, with no Remain in Mexico, what happens is you get caught... They let you into the country. This is ridiculous. And again, I have empathy for the people trying to get here, but we've created a humanitarian crisis by encouraging so many people to try to get here illegally. Okay, as a country that was founded on legal immigration. Immigration is our strength. In a lot of ways, diversity is our strength. You know, unless you're up in Martha's Vineyard and you happen to be Venezuelan, in which case they can't get that diversity out of here fast enough. But when it comes to all of our problems, these are not problems of capability. Like, we don't have a gas fuel problem. We have a stupid problem. Okay, we're sitting on a 200-year supply of fossil fuels. But because we've got a guy who's being held hostage by the far left wing of his party, we've ended, okay, or at least drastically slowed down drilling and the subsidies thereof for domestic energy production 
We've outsourced it to places like Venezuela, where, number one, we're supposed to be protecting democracy. It's run by a dictator. But number two, they produce it filthier in Venezuela than they do in America. So in outsourcing the production, are we actually improving the environment? The answer would be no. But that's the wholesale here. Hey, we got to cut down production and decimate our American economy. Kill American jobs, because, you know, Venezuela is going to do it now because we don't want pollution. But you need to understand that it causes more pollution because not only do they burn it filthier, but it requires more fuel to get it back into the country. So all of the problems we have are stupid problems. Okay, I'll give you an example. Fella who is in big trouble. I don't know if he's in big trouble, but he's now stolen. <laughs> this is the weirdest story. It's the weirdest story. Sam Brinton. Sam Brinton. Okay, he is in charge of our government's nuclear waste management. So he's not, you know, in charge of the garbage. He's in charge of the nuclear garbage. Does he have a background in nuclear waste disposal? The answer would be no. But he got the gig anyway because he is non-binary. He's a man with a bald head and a mustache who walks around in a dress. That's a thing. And again, this being America, have at it, girlfriend. Do whatever you want. Put on whatever you want. You see the stuff I wear on TV? I'm not about to start throwing rocks out of this glass house. Although i got to be honest, it does come off as a little weird to a lot of people. But the point is, he shouldn't be denied his right to cross-dress or whatever dress this is called these days. But with no background in nuclear energy waste, this guy has no business being near that position. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right, you're right. You're right. But he got the gig because he checked the box. Well, we've never had a transgender cross-dressing nuclear waste management guy. So under the guidelines of the new woke order, let's give him the gig. Everything woke turns to Including your luggage. So Sam Brinton was charged yesterday for the second time in a month. He goes to the airport with no luggage and then goes down to the conveyor belts. And I don't know, he has some type of weird fetish, is stealing people's luggage. Are you following me on this? This is a United States official. He's a member of the Biden administration. He's in charge of nuclear waste. He spends his days pushing fetish kink on TikTok. He spends his night stealing strangers' luggage at the airport. Get him out of here. Get him out. I, I, is it get him out of here? I'm not even sure it's get him out of here. Get her out. Get her out of here. I don't even know. Is it her? I don't even know if it's get her out of here. I'm not even sure. But the point is it's a mess. It's a real mess. And we're here. Why? Because we're fighting a lot of the wrong battles. These are stupid problems. You have nuclear waste management. You don't need somebody who represents an alternative lifestyle doing the gig. You know what you need doing the gig? Somebody who knows how. Okay, and that brings me to Congress. Okay, we'll get into Sam Brinton and the luggage theft stuff because Chadwick Moore is coming on, and we're actually going to have fun with it. We're going to It's bananas. It's so bonkers. We might as well fly into the storm. What do I say every day? The world's on fire. We're roasting radio marshmallows. That's what we're doing because that's the hook of the show. I am trying to use this platform as a force multiplier of positive energy. Get people to understand. Like this is the radio blackjack table you want to be at. You know when you're walking through the casino and you see everybody, you know, the dealer shuffling the cards, everybody staring at their feet, cursing themselves, muttering, punching the table, giving dirty looks to the other guys because they're all having bad luck. But then, you know. Hundred feet down the aisle, there's this casino, this this blackjack table where they're all screaming and laughing and high fiving and 
tipping the waitress $50 chips. You know, that's the table you want to be at. Why are they cheery? Why are they? Because they're winning. Positive energy attracts positive outcomes. You're not going to convert people to your cause by berating them. But that's what a lot of people are doing in our politics these days. We're trying to be that other thing. We're trying to bring you not to the conservative viewpoint, but to the viewpoint of reason. Okay, we have an elected official in Congress right now that wants to abolish prisons. Nobody goes to jail anymore. You know the movie The Purge? Well, you're no longer watching it in the theater. You're now starring in it in the theater. That's what we're talking about here. That can't be good. Can't be good. Dude, let me give you this, okay? Pennsylvania Democratic Congressman Summer Lee, backed by Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, is supporting far-left positions such as the redistribution of wealth and the abolishment of prisons. That's the term, the abolishment Okay, in November of 2020, she tweeted, instead of thanking black women, black voters, and especially black organizers, give us the investments we need and deserve. Redistribute wealth. End police violence. Abolish the carceral state, meaning no more prisons. Commit to building black-directed political power and reparations. So we're not talking about a rising tide that lifts all boats. We're not talking about do it yourself. We're talking about again and again and again, victimhood. Give me something. Okay, I'm not here to work. Yeah, you elected me to Congress, but I don't want to work. I want a paycheck for not working. There were people who suffered in this country 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 200 years ago. All right, I'm not one of them, but I still want the money. That's what we're talking about right now going on in Congress. That's who this woman is. We're not selling, you know, the victorhood of you can do it. We're selling the victimhood of, hey, don't worry about it. The people in Washington got your back. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But you understand, in this instance, government is an existential threat to your well-being. If you have everybody in Congress that thinks we've got to abolish the prisons, let me tell you, man, okay, as a former New York City cab driver, as you would imagine, I've had some really bad days with the police. Really bad. Okay, and they didn't give me a pass because I was white. You know, on a random day where you picking someone up in the bus lane or you doing a coveted six-lane maneuver on 8th Avenue with no blinker on. Yeah, the cops get really mad about that stuff. Something about driving through the public square in Times Square that really gets the cops worked up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I come from a big background of cops in my family, and I've always had good relationships with the police. But as a driver, oh, my gosh, it was like a menace to society. And believe me. I have the battle scars to show for it. I have been lit up by cops. I have been ticketed by cops. And in that moment, there's no worse feeling on earth. But you know what I haven't done in those moments? I haven't reached for their guns. I haven't violently resisted arrest. Not that I've ever been arrested. But when we sell this anti-police sentiment, okay, you understand we're always disparaging cops. And let's be clear, because we all know there are plenty of bad ones out there. But the vast, 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 vast majority of cops are good people. They're people who watch movies as a kid and wanted to be the hero. Okay, there are no dumber words ever spoken in the history of this country. The three dumbest words ever spoken, defund the police. Bingo. The three dumbest words ever spoken in society. You cannot have a society without the police. You know the video game Grand Theft Auto? You drive around shooting hookers. Hanging out all day in strip clubs, watching the ladies dance. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. The point is, you can't live the game Grand Theft Auto. Everybody's life expectancy goes down by about 70 years. 
okay, with no prisoners. Everybody keeps doing this thing in the woke era of America, in the era of grievance politics, where they're basically just crying injustice for political power. Oh, these people are bad. We've got to defund the cops. Vote for me. Okay, and they're doing that with no eye on the effect it's having on society. That's the grift here. You got people with security details yelling that we got to defund the police. Okay, that's a thing. You remember Cori Bush, the maniac in St. Louis? I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end mm-hmm. up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Oh, my gosh. Defund the police has to happen. Because we're trying to save lives. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do you know how you save lives if you're keeping score at home? You get more cops. Not less. You get more. Okay, every problem facing this country is not a problem of capability. Whatever you want to tell me. We don't have a fuel problem. We have a stupid problem. We don't have a border problem. We have a stupid problem. We don't have a crime problem. We have a stupid problem. And when it comes to government, it's the stupidest problem of all. We have idiots who have no idea what they're doing, no idea the damage they're causing to our lives. Yo, understand, I don't care if you like Joe Biden. Like Joe Biden, it's fun. Listen, I, I rode the New York City subway my whole life. The idea of ranting old men who don't know where they are has always been entertaining to me. I mean, I get a little weirded out when they start sniffing little kids. And... But the point is, if that's who you like, that's who you like. But we got to a place in America where the quality of everything has been compromised. Like, we're not, I'm not lying. It's not like a Republican point. It's an American point. Okay? Quality of the economy has been compromised. Quality of the fuel has been compromised. Fentanyl is not a leading cause of adult death in this country. The government, which is supposed to protect you, has compromised your safety. The murder rate is at a 35-year high. Your safety has been compromised. Your border is abandoned. And why do we find ourselves in this position? Because we elected a bunch of people who have no idea what they're doing, and they appointed people just because. Well, we've never had a cross-dressing nuclear waste management person before, so let's put one in, and hopefully they don't steal too many suitcases down at the airport. I'm telling you, folks, because I care. We're doing it wrong. If you're listening to me, you disagree with some of this. Oh, the Fox News guy. Rah! Okay, the fact remains, you're still my teammate. We live in the same country. Doesn't matter who you vote for. Doesn't matter what you believe. Doesn't matter if you like me. Doesn't matter if I like you. I probably don't. You sound annoying. But the point is, we're all on the same team. And the fact that it's become more important to fight each other than it has our common enemy is why everything in this country is bottom line. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this place together. we got Chadwick Moore coming up. In the next break, I love Chadwick. You watch him on Tucker Show all the time. He was on Gutfeld with me this Tuesday. 
He is, of course, phoning it in today. We always hang out in the studio, but I'm down in Oklahoma City. Freedom 96.9, baby. That's where we're at. And we will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club tonight. You can also meet my main man, Danny Boy O'Connor, one-third of the iconic rap trio House of Pain. They sang Jump Around. My goodness, the amount of bar fights I've been into to that song. The amount of sporting events you've been to where you hear the beginning of that song and 90,000 people go crazy. And the whole place goes bananas. It's a little fun fact. That's actually the opening song on Jenny Fela's high school girls volleyball psych mix. That's why she kicked off the tape. Jenny Fela was like the original jock jams. Where high school volleyball players, high school basketball players like Jenny, used to make these little psych mixes when they ran out onto the court, mixed it up, got in the zone, got ready to play. They were intense. They were the original jock jams. Doesn't get any more stadium anthem than, how, than you know, jump around. You know, there was the song they play in the, in the Joker, Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Uh, but he got into a little bit of trouble, old Gary Glitter. I'm not going to get into it right now, but you know that song? Dun, 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 dun. Hey! Well, one day they walked in on him and they were like, hey! And uh, there it went. But right now we're talking about other crime. Uh, we're talking about luggage thefts, which have gone up since Biden <laughs> took over. We have a non-binary Sam Brinton, member of the Biden administration, now charged for a second time. For going to the airport and just stealing someone else's bag, first of all, was a scumbag move. Imagine that you go away on a trip. Somebody just steals your luggage. Now you have the, you know, when they lose your bag, yeah, it sucks. You have no clothes. You got to go buy clothes. But imagine it's avoidable, except some dirt bag just happened to steal it for the hell of it. And oh, by the way, that dirt bag happens to work in the White House. What the hell is the world coming to? Yo, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. No matter what your political affiliation is. There's no, there's no we, we shouldn't be doing this as a people. We should be okay with this. We shouldn't be signing up for this. No, no, it's fine. It's, we get a, you know, cross-dressing weirdo in there with no background in nuclear management. He, we put him in charge just because we've never had one in that position. We let him steal some luggage. Not be, we shouldn't be okay with this. There should be nobody working anywhere in any job. shouldn't have a job at Popeye's. Popeye sounds great right now, by the way. I'm so hungry I'm on this diet because I'm hosting New Year's Eve on the channel. I don't want to look like a talking ham on TV because i got to stop eating. But Popeye sounds great. But the point is you shouldn't be allowed to work there if you're a luggage thief. Look at a guy who's allowed to work in the White House as a luggage thief. And there's not a bigger outcry to get him out of here. It's weird, right? Weird. I'm just telling you, we're fighting a lot of the wrong battles. And we don't even have the clothes to do it anymore. Because some loony is stealing them from us when our suitcases come to the airport. We'll try to make sense of it. I can't promise you we will. But a damn good time will be had by all. Chadwick Moore joins us next on Fox Across America. Boom. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course, live in Oklahoma City at Freedom 96.9, heading out to the Bricktown Comedy Club tonight. You'll meet me, slang a couple of jokes. Danny Boy O'Connor from House of Pain will be there as well. We're going to jump around and get rowdy. Old school. We'll throw 40s at each other. <laughs> it's No one's going home with teeth. It's going to be a glorious time. Uh no one's going home with luggage either, thanks to the Biden administration. You go to an airport these days, some cross-dressing weirdo uh, takes it from you. But enough about my next guest. 
Let's get back to the Biden administration. I kid, we love him. He was on <laughs> Gutfeld with me this week. You see him all over the world. Uh, Chadwick Moore back in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How's it going? Well, you know, I, there are all these weird crime metrics that have gone up under the Biden administration, like smash and grab robberies. You know what I mean? <laughs> but none of us ever expected luggage theft to go up under the Biden administration, but specifically not because of their policies, but because of their members. Is this not a little weird? Well, Jimmy, it appears that all that glitters is not actually gold. And that would be the case with this radioactive drag queen who is. So I just I actually just tweeted this because it occurred to me, like, who steals luggage? It's so hilarious. And you think like, OK, maybe you got like, you know, some kids who are like going to the airport, taking luggage, thinking they're going to find an iPad or something they can sell. That's mm. not what this guy's doing. It's like a kink for him. It's like a fetish. <laughs> And he's and to be clear, he's in charge of nuclear waste management. <laughs> this this giving season, this uh, story is the story that keeps on giving. You just can't. And so now there's even um, a a story just came out on this horrendous boomer gay blog called LGBTQ Nation. But they did an actual uh, piece of journalism today that I was surprised to read about this guy's backstory, and I didn't realize that he. Like has been this prominent figure in LGBTQAI2S plus plus activism for like ten years because he was a uh, supposed like survivor of conversion therapy and his 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 story was um, kind of the stuff of what we assume his sexual fantasies are like yeah. saying he was like electrocuted and beaten and all this stuff <laughs> by some Christian therapist turns out it never happened uh-huh. and nobody ever questioned him on it of course not. Of course. Oh, Chadwick Moore is on the line. And if you're missing your luggage, you can thank Joe Biden. I don't know what to say, man. Like, I really like because when you think about this, man, we've all lost a suitcase and it's really inconvenient if you lose your suitcase on a trip. But the idea that we have a member of the administration just knowingly doing this, like, I just feel like as American people, this is unacceptable. Like, we should be able to say we've gone in a bad place in this country when we're doing things. And if you don't step in now, okay, the next thing you know, okay, you're going to be trading WNBA players for arms dealers while the Marines rot in prison. Yeah, you know, if a, if a dude shows up for a job interview wearing heels and chunky jewelry and maybe uh, someone else's clothing that they swipe <laughs> from the airport, might be a sign that they're not mentally fit and you maybe shouldn't hire them. Just, you know, just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently Build Back Better meant your wardrobe after it goes missing. <laughs> I mean, this explains all the outfits now, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it does. That yeah, That's the next thing I was going to bring up. So when you see the pictures of him, okay, you got a bald guy with a mustache walking around in a dress. Fine, do what you do. But we should be able to call this weird without being considered like some type of violent phobes. Because we're not violent phobes. We th- I think that personally, I think it's hilarious. I am not calling for violence. I want him. I want more of him around. I just don't know that I want him on my flight. <laughs> I, you, know, you and I agree on this too. Yeah, I, you know, I like weirdos and freaks. Great. It makes society more colorful and interesting. Uh, not in the federal government running nuclear programs, thank you. Uh, uh-huh. I'll be okay with that. And, you know, I, I, I sort of a long time ago when he first came onto the scene, I said, like, uh, do what you want to do. Be a – he's like a, like a pup play fetish master or whatever. But mm. I'm like, when you, when you make it so public, it makes it cringe, and it's kind of actually offensive to people who might be into that kind of stuff, who like the subversive nature of it. Now yes. you're like – you got like this – 
80-year-old dementia president who's like, you're a hero of the LGBTQ community. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Ch- Chadwick Moore. As, as, a, as a gay man, okay, uh, as a public gay man, we're not talking about my search history. We're talking about your life. Do you think that <laughs> – stop it. Do you think that the alphabet is getting a little long? Not because you don't accept these people, but because you think they're cartooning the movement a little bit? Yeah, because, I mean, like, what are the – what are the gays and lesbians? What do they have to fight for anymore? Everything's fine. Let's just mm-hmm. say it, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. the, the, the struggle is basically over. Uh, and then they expand this alphabet. You know, the Q is kind of the most interesting letter of the alphabet because it stands for queer. What the mm-hmm. heck is a queer? Uh, it basically means fashion. Uh, it means <laughs> I'm gay or I'm straight, but I think I'm really interesting and not quite the main line, so I'm going to call myself queer. Okay, great. Well, they can just keep adding letters, and it's also the political implication of adding the letters. Yes. They can pad out the size of the community that yes. they call it. And they be like, oh, 90% no. of Americans are LGBTQ LMNOP. Um, interestingly, <laughs> I've not seen an S added to the alphabet for straight. I think that we need to start that movement. Whoa. And, uh, really <laughs> wow. Chadwick Moore, head of gays for rays. Guy's name Ray. Straight guy's name Ray. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because that's what it is. Every letter of the alphabet gives them a new potential grievance, which grows the, the movement. That's interesting because, you know, to take it into sports – um, what they do to make football and baseball to engage, you know, get more ratings later in the season is if more teams make the playoffs, that means more cities are in the hunt later in the year. You know what I'm saying? So like growing yeah. up, Major, Major League Baseball used to have the World Series. It was the winner of the American League versus the winner of the National League. And they were like, well, the whole season's basically over in August if one team runs away with it and most other cities don't engage. So what if we had more playoff teams? And they kept doing it to the point now everyone in baseball, like I made the playoffs last year. I don't even have a team, but I made the playoffs. Everyone made Makes it now, and uh, I get what they're doing. Though they're expanding access to the playoffs to expand engagement. So you're telling me they keep la- adding letters to the alphabet, not so much because people are oppressed, but because if you sell them the struggle, you know that the fact that it's still alive, then they have something to turn out for. That's what this is. This is promoting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love, yeah, I love the baseball analogy. I think you summed it up perfectly. It, and, and 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 behind all this, of course, is these. These worthless and bloated NGOs like the Human Rights Campaign and GLAAD and these organizations that have long out say they're welcome and do absolutely nothing. You know, they love this stuff. They need more grievances. They don't have enough. They, uh-huh. need, they need absolute grievances. They need hate against, you know, the, the polyamorous and the gender fluid. And, it's like this is and, the thing. Can uh, I jump in? You? I want to add that because the minute you said that term, I don't quite know what it means. There's so many terms now. This idea that people think they're under attack when most of us have to Google what you identify as to even know what it is. You're not. We can't. You can't be under attack if we don't know what you are. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, can I tell you my favorite one? My favorite one is uh, demisexual, which okay. a few prominent celebrities have recently identified as. It means, um, and they're all women. It means that uh, you're only sexually attracted to people with whom you feel an emotional connection. Oh, okay. You're a healthy, straight woman who had a nice childhood and a loving father. Got it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good cul-de-sac. The bills were paid on time. <laughs> right. more, more Christmas presents than you knew what to do with. But you complained anyway. <laughs> but you complained anyway. Because why not? Demisexual to me sounds like, remember that show, My Super Sweet 16? 
It was an MTV <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, but they'd have this girl where the dad was ha- throwing her $3 million Sweet 16. You know what I mean? It was like the late great uh-huh. Coolio was playing, like Belle Biv DeVoe was there, and she was <laughs> mad. Like she was getting a Porsche, but when the Porsche pulled up, she wanted a purple bow and not a pink bow, and her dad was a piece of trash, and like she'd stomp her feet. And I was like, that show would have been much better if they had a civil rights water cannon at the end of each episode. <laughs> and they just wiped out these bratty little white chicks. Just shut up. Take a bath. <laughs> Nobody likes you. That's what it is, Chadwick Moore. That's what it is. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Chadwick Moore is on the line. Uh, you know, you heard him on the show. He was on Gutfeld with me last week. He's, of course, the head speechwriter for Kanye West. And uh, he's here. No, you're not, of course. Have you been following? Because we talk about weaponized grievance. We, mm-hmm. I covered Harry, uh, Harry and Meghan all week this week. I think the greatest grift going on, and this kind of overlaps a little bit with what Jennifer Lawrence was trying to get away with, too, in Hollywood, is uh, the greatest grift of our time is rich people, spectacularly prosperous people, convincing poor people to feel bad for them. And there's a proliferation of that right now. It, it didn't exist uh, a decade prior, but it's definitely a thing now where people who are living lives of spectacular prosperity are trying to demonstrate some type of vulnerability as a means of getting currency. From, from to be clear, people with much worse wa- lives. Like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say everybody who's a Harry and Meghan fan, don't do interviews in Gail King's house with Oprah. Don't fly around on a private jet. And if they get into a pickle, they can't call the king of England. You know what I'm saying, Chadwick? <laughs> What's the rub here? What's the rub? Are there Harry and Meghan fans? I, I I've been, God, I've been debating whether to watch this Netflix show. I, I, maybe I need your advice if you've seen it. Like, is it worth? Is, is it good hate watching, or am I going to? Well, am I going to leave? Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. Okay, if your if your fetish is, uh, you know, you'd like your balls in a vice, but you go to Home Depot tonight and they've sold out of the vices, then yes, you put on Harry and Meghan, and you get the same. T- <laughs> You try Home Depot, you try Lowe's, they have no vices, you can't put your nuts in the vice, then yeah, you put on Netflix, you give it a go. Well, I think it comes, out, it comes down to the basic question that I personally always grapple with. Is it stupidity or is it malice? Are yeah. they completely daft and stupid and they you know, believe they that they're victims it. and they believe that everyone should subscribe to this? Or is there something evil going on oh. where uh, they're laughing at us and yeah. they're cashing in at the, at, uh, the, at the same I, time? I think it's the latter. Do you want to know why? And I'll tell you this. This is why. I, I um, The royal family hates her. It's not because of her race. Come on. Stop it. They don't care. Okay? It's because – when you're really loaded, okay, and in my experience, I've been around a few people as comedians or actors that I knew that were like, you know, like next level, like Hollywood famous. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like guys like me and you, we're Hollywood, but we're Hollywood, Florida, you know, which is a great place. I love it. But we're not we're not the walk of fame. We're the walk of shame. Okay. It's a different thing. Exactly. Okay. And that's fine. And it's fine because Hollywood, Florida is great. I enjoy it more than Hollywood, California. So I'm not disparaging it. Okay. But people who are really that famous get used to knowing when someone's trying to get over on them, like pitch them something, get them to invest in something weird, maybe look at their screenplay. And I think as the royal family, the most spectacularly prosperous family on earth, they probably have a really good radar as to when there's a little bit of a grift in their ranks, meaning when somebody mm-hmm. is in the circle who's kind of up to no good. You know, you get that feeling. And I've, I've watched yeah. famous comedians sprint in and out of comedy clubs when they saw somebody by a door that they didn't want to talk to because they're like, oh, no, that guy over there, no way. Uh-uh. I mean, I've seen Seinfeld do it. I've seen Chappelle do it. I've seen Kevin Hart do it. I don't doubt the Royals, okay, probably have a couple more bucks than Seinfeld, Kevin Hart, and Chappelle. They're probably pretty good at dying. <laughs> diagnosing a grifter in their ranks, wouldn't you say? Yeah. If you've been around 
truly rich people. Yes. And again, I'm of the I'm of the Hollywood Florida set as well, proudly so. But um, there's an there is an admirable they're 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 rich for a reason, and there mm-hmm. is an admirable uh, sense they have about them about people. And if they like you, they like you for you, and they know you're not trying to get something out of them because they're surrounded by people who are only trying to get things out of them. Yep. So yeah, they definitely had a nose with this chick. Um, and like her race, I mean, she's the, like, who looks at her and is like, Hey, that's a proud, successful black woman. I mean, nobody even knows, like, what, what I don't know. Yeah. She just looks like a olive skin, pretty girl. Like who knows yeah. what, whatever brings up a race, like whatever. She's so black. She has to constantly tell everyone how black she is, I guess. <laughs> and that's the only way we know about it. <laughs> but yeah, I think they, they sensed um, that she was trash basically. And, um, I think. They were right about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they just nailed they stuck the landing. Well, it's true because this is the thing. The latest grievance because every every day somebody else combs through this thing. You know, yesterday she was getting trash for mocking the Queen of England, which I got to be honest with you. You know, that's Harry's grandma. I mean, what a dirtbag he is that this woman is literally on Netflix making money by exploiting your dead grandma and, and making and mocking the fact the, the decorum of being the Queen of England, the thing that's paying for you and her to sit there in Santa Barbara in a $30 million home. And there, she's there mocking it. Like, he, I mean, he's got nothing, okay? But the other, to take it a step further, the other grievance that surfaced yesterday was her saying, you know, London was the first time she could feel like a black woman. But, I, but, but if that's the case in America, was that oppressive to her as a black woman? Why is she back here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And remember when they when they excommunicated themselves from the royal family? I believe their line was, "We just want to live as private people," <laughs> which may have been admirable if they weren't who they were and they actually yeah. did that. But no, of course, it's because they wanted to move to Hollywood. You know, she was like a struggling actress, uh, like uh, like pinup girl type yep. of figure who I guess it looks like just always wanted to be famous and and um, dragging Harry into this. I mean, oh. who doesn't look at Harry and just? sort of shake their head and say, yeah. thank God I'm not you want, guy. Yeah, yeah, no, totally Chadwick Moore, because you want to know why? There's this other part of him that we all knew, if you knew Harry 1.0, he used to get thrown, he was a soccer hooligan, he was basically Dudley Moore in the movie Arthur, you know? He got, <laughs> he got thrown out of the pool at the Mandalay Bay. Do you know how banged up you have to be to get thrown out of the Mandalay Bay? Like, I've tried. I've been there a hundred times. I've never been thrown out of the Mandalay Bay, and I've done things, Chadwick Moore. We lost a lot of good men out there in that waterfall. But they kicked out a British royal, okay, which they don't want to do. That's not good for them. But they threw him out, and that guy is now sitting there. Okay, with her, just uh, it's uh, you're just watching such a beaten man. You know what it reminds me of? It's the end of the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when Jack Nicholson comes walking back in from shock therapy and the chief realizes he's not the same character anymore. They've actually broken him and he's not a human being. And the chief puts a pillow over his head and chokes him out and that's the end of the movie. I am not advocating for anyone to kill Prince Harry, but I do believe he is broken down in the similar fashion of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, we forget, and, and, and for younger people should know that Prince Harry was once the lovable mess-up. He yep. was a total screw-up. He was always getting into trouble thrown out of pools. Oh, um, had very offensive and questionable Halloween costumes. Um, and we <laughs> liked him for being the so- soccer hooligan of the royal family, and, and it, was, it was a pleasure. And oh, now, see this, I guess this is just the, the, his, his phase he's grown into now. Uh, yeah. um, uh, the, a, he went from... Yeah, he went, he went from dressing as a Nazi on Halloween. Not that I advocate for such things. It is amazing, though, really quick. We have a minute left. 
that everybody on the tolerant side is basically there. A lot of the most high profile people, because it is like um, it's a hostage situation, because if they if they went to the right or they even went to the center, then all of the things they did would come back against them. Like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel wearing blackface or Jimmy Fallon wearing blackface or Justin Trudeau wearing blackface. What do these people all have in common? They're all liberals. They're all high profile, devout liberals, preachers for that gospel, because if they actually took a centrist position, their old Halloween photos see the light of day and they all get fired. I know, and Sarah Silverman's another one. And oh, it yeah. sort of seemed like when cancel culture became a thing, they all really dug their heels into leftism and virtue signaling and, and uh, you know, pledging their allegiance to the cause, probably because they saw what would be coming if they didn't, and it was all yep. those photographs in oh, Halloween costumes. So true. Listen, Chadwick Moore, I know you've got a Samsonite suitcase to grab off baggage three. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you giving us some time. Let me know how you make out with the new outfits, okay? I will. We'll play dress up when I come over later. Oh, hey, girl. See you then. Let's do it. It's a date. Take care. There he goes. There we go. Back after this. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep. Lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I am heading to the Bricktown Comedy Club tonight. The handful of seats left at BricktownComedy.com. Danny Boy O'Connor from House of Pain. Jump around. He's going to be in the house hanging out. He's going to have a wild night. Uh, I have to tell you, man, Freedom 96.9 is a first-class radio station. This was a fantastic. I do the show on the road quite a bit. And uh, it, listen, if everybody in America ran a radio station as well as they do, I mean, my affiliates a-plus every damn day. The bar is so high. Every city that's hosted us has done a phenomenal job, and uh, these guys are right there with them. So a tip of the cap to everybody who has hosted this show, but it's over. Happy Friday. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.